Welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Box with your host and CEO of Babelbox, Sherry Langberg. Sherry interviews the world's biggest brands, agencies, and influencers to uncover their influencer marketing secrets to success. Go behind the scenes and learn how you can make influencer marketing part of your social media playbook. Subscribe to Beyond the Box at podcast.babelbox.com. Listen to all of your favorite episodes and follow us on Instagram for more influencer marketing inspiration. I'm privileged to have today's guest join us. If you haven't heard of Miss Megan, she's a teacher who stepped onto the scene at the onset of the corona pandemic, is now delighting and comforting thousands of kids and their parents everywhere. Welcome. Thanks, Miss Megan, for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. So I want to go back into the Wayback Machine and pretend it's January 2020. Can you describe a day in your life? Uh, yeah, so I, my life basically was driving kids to school and picking them up. Um, I have a preschooler and a kindergartner this year. And so between drop-offs and pickups, and I also had um, a little part-time position as a teaching assistant at my preschooler's school. So between all of that and the extracurricular activities that uh, my kindergartner was part of, it kept me uh, pretty busy on a regular basis. <laughs> and then came March and uh, something changed. Tell us what happened. Uh, yeah, well, obviously coronavirus came. And I think for a while, at least like towards the end of February, beginning of March, uh, nobody really knew what, what, all, what all was happening with coronavirus as it relates to schools and closures. And um, here in Illinois, we had heard of some of the other um, states starting to um, kind of play around with what they're going to do with school. And as mid-March kind of approached, um, it was getting a bit more real, like that uh, schools would likely something was going to happen with them. And so it was right before St. Patrick's Day, my daughter's um, elementary school district um, made the decision that they were going to try this e-learning. And we thought it would just be for a couple of weeks, like two or three weeks to start with. And um, so my background is in early childhood. I have a master's in early childhood education. Um, and so I, and I was a kindergarten teacher before, um, I had, we had kids. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I just really wanted for those three weeks to have a consistent, something consistent in, um, my girls' lives. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to grab some of my teaching materials, which I didn't have a whole lot of, but I had enough and I'm just going to make a little morning routine, like something that I would do if I were in the classroom, uh, a daily, what I call the morning message with calendar and um, weather and just a couple other things. And so I threw the idea out to five or six of my girlfriends, just because I thought it would be fun if my girls had their friends as part of this random learning thing that I thought maybe I could do. And they were really interested. And so I actually got really uh, excited pulling out my old teaching materials because it's been about six years since I've actually had my own classroom. Uh -huh. And so I got all that stuff out and ready. And um, I put a post up on my personal Facebook page just saying, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. If anybody's interested, like just I'll be here at 9 a.m. on Monday on my, and I had it on my personal page. As the day went on, more and more people were expressing interest in 
uh, joining. And so a friend was like, you might want to create, you might want to create a, a, a group or a page. I'm like, I don't even know how to do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not the most tech savvy person. Um, so anyway, she created a group for me and it just, it just really snowballed. And by Monday, I think we had, like, I had like thousands of people that had already joined the group without having even been live yet. Oh my God. Yeah. It was really cool. And that Sunday too, as I was watching like numbers grow and grow and it was going from like, you know, twenties and thirties of people to like hundreds of people to then thousands of people. I'm like, okay, I'm going to prepare myself. (laughs) I'm, there's probably going to be people that are like going to throw out negative comments because this group is getting bigger. And I had no clue that it was going to end up in like the hundreds of thousands. I will say this is 11 week 11, I think, and no, no negative comments so far. So uh, it's been pretty, pretty amazing. So I can tell you that uh, members of the battle box team, we always work from home, but you know, now all of a sudden kids are not in school and all of a sudden, everyone's like, okay, it's March, whatever. We're going to Miss Megan's classroom. So it like hit like our team. And like, then everyone's talking about you. And I'm like, we must talk to her. I want to know what's Aww. going on. Yeah. So it really helped a lot of our teams, you know, our team as well and their kids. So how you jumped right away, I think I saw somewhere from 15,000 to over 85,000 fans. Uh, yeah, with, that was probably, so I think the first week went from zero to like 40,000 people. And then after a couple of weeks, it jumped up to 80 some thousand people. And now we're at like 101,000 members. Oh how do you manage um, the, like all the attention? How do you like, how do you manage it? It was definitely crazy the first uh, week, especially and a week or two, because I, I gained like local coverage and um, some national coverage and just lots of people reaching out. And I will tell you the first week I was a bit overwhelmed sure. <laughs> with everything, but once I, and I also too, like, I'm not tech savvy. So like people would ask me like, Hey, how do I cast this to my TV? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to cast it to your TV. So then I would try to like, create a post of like technology questions so that people could help other people because I didn't know how to help them. People were asking if I had a YouTube channel. And at that point I was like, Oh, I don't, A, I don't know how to make a YouTube channel and B, like, like for some reason, Facebook felt just a little bit safer than YouTube, but I don't even know if that, if there's any grounds for that to stand on. So no, um, I get it. I I ended up creating a YouTube channel. Um, and a lot of people have appreciated that. And I, I, I do too, because it's all, all the videos are in one spot as opposed to having to scroll through a bunch of stuff. So as the time has gone on, it's become a lot more manageable and I've figured some things out. Like um, at the beginning, I figured out that I should, how to allow, basically not allow anybody to post anything because at the beginning, anybody could post anything on the group page. And so like everything was getting um, covered by people's posts and people would have watch parties and those would get posted. And, and then people would be like, I can't find your live feed. I'm like, I, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked itself out in terms of being manageable. And it's just kind of, I do my hour. I have spent like a half an hour afterwards um, uploading to YouTube and making sure I check everybody's comments and, and all that stuff. So it's become a lot more manageable as I've figured it out. <laughs> We just we just ran an article on our blog called The Accidental Influencer. So 
it must be very exciting. And also like, how did this happen at the same time? What about your children? How are they adjusting to the new normal? I think that they, well, in terms of um, understanding how big this is, they don't understand it. They, I, I try to show them videos or pictures that people send to me just so they can see. And like a lot of times the, the videos or pictures that people send will have us on their TV in the background. So like my girls can see that we're in other people's houses, but I don't think that they really understand the full capacity of what is going on. No, I just, with how are they adjusting? But I guess they just, it's just kind of like they don't really get it, which makes no. sense. Yeah. yeah, and I'm kind, of, I'm kind of glad that they don't get it because um, it just protects their innocence a little bit more, I think. My son doesn't understand what I do still, and he's eight, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we're always like, I mean, I can imagine like GMA called you and did a segment on you. One thing that I, I would love to know, like, and like, is this at a point where you would say, like, I'm going to go get an agent or you just want to kind of do this on your own? I definitely, I mean, I haven't really thought too much about getting an agent, but it's definitely crossed my mind. I mean, if let's just say hypothetically, PBS were to be like, hey, we love what you're doing. We'd love to have a new, I don't know, Blue's Clues show, but Miss Megan's show. Like, would I jump on that? A hundred percent. But I'm still in the, I think, trying to, figure out stage like I also have my own music that's like something that's been kind of a dream of mine to put out my own cd I didn't realize it would be a children's cd but I'll be I'm okay with it (laughs) I'm okay with it I don't actually have a physical cd but an album and so there's just a lot of moving parts for me personally that I'm still trying to sort out which maybe an agent would be a good idea but I haven't really I definitely think that you're gonna you're gonna have tv shows or someone coming your way to scoop this up so (laughs) <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Hold on tight. Have you like have you put any precautions or control mechanisms in place now that you've had such high visibility, like whether it's you know blocking certain things or anything like that? Yeah, I, at the very beginning when this was all just kind of snowballing, I had I had and well actually before I even put it on a group page, I had lowered my um, my Facebook privacy settings so that people could view it on my personal page mm-hmm. and then when it started to snowball I was like oh I've got and I was just accepting friends like left and right like oh they want to see my thing okay great and I wasn't really thinking too much about like safety stuff oh, okay. um but then and I haven't had anything at, at all uh mm-hmm. negative go on but I I mean I had all of my life's worth of Facebook pictures up on Facebook and like from anywhere from college on and tons of pictures of my girls. And so I went through a purge of pictures on Facebook and I, and I kept some up just, you know, but not nearly of the amount of pictures (laughs) that I've, I've acquired over the years. And I actually felt kind of good just to do like a deep clean of my personal page on Facebook in terms of the group. Um, I've set a couple, I've set up a couple of just very general rules, like be kind and no um, promotion of your own materials unless it's in a certain spot and no, no spam and all that type of stuff. So I'm pretty good about checking everybody's, all of their comments. And if Mm -hmm. there's anything that even like, I get a bunch of kids who will like just push buttons and sometimes (laughs) it ends up being like weird emojis that pop up and I'll just hide that comment or delete that comment and I think, I think so far it's okay. So 
That's great. Given what you're doing, what are some better ways that we could be engaging with our children during these tri- with our children during these trying times? Well, I think that a lot of parents are feeling super overwhelmed right now, um, myself included, uh, definitely at time to time. And I think you also, I think you just have to allow yourself to to just be okay with it not being okay. <laughs> I've definitely had to roll with the punches on my live show and um, that's been a challenge at times when my children are being children and siblings. But I think that our children are also just really, it's a weird time for them and they don't really understand it and we don't really understand it. So as best we can be there to help them through um, like emotionally and mentally, like I know it's really hard for us to get off of our computers and to put the work down. But as much as it's needed to be done in terms of work, especially those who are actually working and not staying, you know, a stay at home mom or stay at home dad or whomever. um, I think it's just really important that we make time to spend quality time with our kids during this time, because I've seen a whole bunch of things um, on social media about, and I, and I do believe this, our kids are going to be fine in terms of academics. Everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's not getting the same sort of intense education that they normally would be. So we're all in the same boat. And when we go back to school in September, whether it's e-learning again or a different way to do learning, it's, it's going to be okay. And I think that right now people really need to focus on making sure that their kids' emotional needs are being met because it is such a weird time. Sorry, that was totally a soapbox of mine. <laughs> no, it, it's it's interesting because we got notice here that, you know, camp is closed for the summer. So I had to mm-hmm. tell my son yesterday and he said, that's okay. I got to spend more time with you and daddy. So yeah, yeah I think that, I think that they're all adapting in a different way. And I also think that it's bringing out a lot of just creativity in them and mm-hmm. just different, they're learning in a different way. I mean, I'm trying to, right. you know, teach my son home economics, which isn't going so well, but <laughs> maybe he's still too young. So I guess the next question I just, you know, are you being approached by brands and like toy companies and things like that saying like, can you work with us? And is that happening at this point? I've had um, some educational, uh, learning companies reach out, not so much to promote their things, but just being like, hey, we really love what you're doing. Take a look at our website and see if there's something that you'd like mm-hmm. to, to purchase or we can purchase it for you. And I've been just really um, careful about, uh, I've actually chosen not to do any like direct brand, for lack of a better word, shout outs, mm-hmm. because I'm not ready to open that Pandora's box. So my live show, I'm utilizing, I actually got permission from some musicians to use their music, but I, I'm not comfortable um, monetizing anything um, mm-hmm. on my live feed because I don't think that, A, I don't think it's right, B, I don't think I can. And so I just, I don't know how the brand shout outs or if I were to get paid for a brand shout out I don't know how that really would work I have definitely done shout outs but not for that brand um, just things that have worked for me uh, different teaching materials that people have asked about like oh where did you get your months of, you know your months of the year 
uh, words and like, well, I've had them for 10 years, but let me see if I can look up where, who might have something like that. Right. Um, and I try to give just a general, like, well, if you Google, I don't know, calendar chart, you'll probably have lots of choices. So I've just been trying to be careful not to, um, not to do that. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like a very wise move because I think, you know, then you cross over into like, you know, being an influencer and you get paid and then you have to like do right. all the disclaimers and this was an ad right. and this was sponsored. Um, so right. very interesting that you've just maintained, you know, the integrity of this and, you know, what is like what your mission was for this. And um, it's, it's really nice to see. So, you know, you've touched so many lives um, all across, I guess, the country. I'm thinking the world at this point. What has been the most meaningful takeaway? Um, I think that just the fact that people are sending me messages about how this one hour has helped them in, in lots of different ways. Some ways might be... Um, their child has learned how to read some words and they're like in tears because they had a speech delay or whatever it may be in terms of um, actual education. That actually wasn't my, perp my, my, my goal when I, when I decided to do this. The whole education aspect of it was not the forefront. Um, the forefront was just simply to create routine and structure on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, and so especially when I hear things and comments back saying, We've been with you since the beginning. This has been a huge lifesaver for my child in terms of it's been the one constant in their life in these past three months. And like that has just been like, I'm so thankful to hear those things because that's why I did this in the first place it's, to create that routine and structure because it's so important for our kids to have stability. And right now times are not stable. So I think that's been my biggest when I read those things, I just, I'm like, okay, good. Like it's, it's working. <laughs> You're doing the great. academics will yeah. come and that's fine. But like, I really just wanted to, to have this stability in other kids' lives because a lot of kids don't and not everybody's schools are doing anything online. And, um, I think it's just been, it's been great. Parents have been, it's, it's also nice in a parent world that I get, feedback from parents saying oh my gosh it's like I have to parent my children for that hour as well and not just be a teacher so they see my the way that I parent <laughs> right. during that hour and they're like you know I've 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 come across or I've come I've come away with a, a few different ways to possibly do things and it's nice to see that that you're having some of the same struggles that I'm having and I'm like yeah like this is real. This is real life. And most likely I'm going to have the same types of, of issues in parenting as you are. So it's, it's been nice to have just this community of parents that all kind of sort of feel like, all right, it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay for things not to go according to plan and we'll just keep moving on. I think, yeah, I think you're keeping it real, which is amazing. And I think a lot of parents are just struggling about you know, the screen time and not being the perfect parent. And I think it's just very comforting to know that they could see the reality and, and have somewhere to go every day for that hour. What do you think the future of education, like what, like, could you say any thoughts of what you think September will look like or the future? Like, do you think it's going to be, we're going to move more to an online learning environment? I don't know. 
but I can tell you, <laughs> I feel like, um, I feel like, well, leading up to fall, I feel like right now, at least for me personally, it's like, okay, my mindset is that we're at the end of August and like, I should be sending my kids to school soon because they've been home for three months. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I need to get out of that mindset because summer is about to start and I have another three months until, until, um, September. As for September, I've been looking and looking at some things online and reading some different ideas that might happen. And I mean, this virus is not going away. Like it's going to be here for a long time, in my opinion. And so I don't know. I, I think it will be really hard to continue having solely online learning. I think kids need to be with other kids. They need to be with other people besides their parents because they listen a lot better to their teachers than they do with their parents. But I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to be back with a class of, you know, 20 or 30 kids given how things have gone so far. So I don't know. I'm hoping that at least, at least there could be like part e-learning and part classroom and, and maybe they would have a smaller or break the class into smaller sections and maybe do like, I don't know, three days a week with one section, two days a week with the other section. And then the next week flip-flop that. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't know. I think, I think schools are going to need to get creative with how they, how they tackle the fall. Yeah. I, I'm hopeful that we can send them to school <laughs> in I some know. capacity. Yeah. I feel like they need that socialization too. The education, but the socialization is what a lot of yeah. them are. Well, yeah, and especially for, especially for this age of kid, especially for my, you know, the yeah. early childhood age, like that social emotional aspect of school is like way more important than the academic part. Mm -hmm. And if they're not getting that, then I think that we're going to have some, see some behavior issues and emotional issues as they get a little bit older, if we kind of are stripping them of that because we have to right now. So I don't know. My fingers are crossed and I'm hoping for the best for the fall, but we all are re real. <laughs> yeah. And we got to get through the summer. <laughs> that too. That too. So my last question is what do you think the future holds for you or what are your dreams for the future with all this? It's such a whirlwind story. I know it's pretty crazy. I mean, like I said earlier, if I, so this is probably way too much information than you need to know, but when I was growing up, I took dance lessons. I was in choir. I, I was kind of born to be in front of people. And so, which is kind of why I got into playing the guitar and doing open mics and then leading into um, teaching, which you're always in front of kids. So I feel like if, if I, if something came along where it was using those talents to some capacity, whether it's going on a children's uh, tour of the of the United States with some of my some of my songs like in that would be like a dream like I don't know if it's ever going to happen but <laughs> that would be a dream of mine another dream would be to have a, a tv show of of my own as it seems now I will be teaching in the fall at my daughter's um, preschool uh, part-time so we've got we've got baby steps <laughs> I'm going to tell you that I think all of these dreams are going to come true. <laughs> I really do. Okay. And uh, if you ever need any help along the way, we're always here for you. 
but oh, you are thank you. you're doing amazing stuff for everyone and it's just such an inspiring story so keep it up thank you thank you very much thanks for tuning in to this week's beyond the box produced by tough monkey entertainment beyond the box is brought to you by babble box with your host sherry langbert Visit podcast.babblebox.com for more episodes and influencer marketing secrets.